This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And guess what? This was the day that the Cats trailer dropped. This was the day <laughs> I remember it so viscerally. I think we world. all remember where we were when the Cats trailer you, came you out. You can't forget. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and this week it is Chris Murphy, the Vanity Fair writer, comedy queen, and I want you to take a deep breath because in this episode, we do not stop talking. It's got theater. It's got pop cult. It is an ep of all eps. But before we get into it, I want to dish about my weekend in Montana. Yeah, if you follow me on the gram, you saw a lot of content, um, mostly hikes and me talking about the stares that we received. Turns out, not a lot of gays in that state, and I do mean the entire state. Uh, we were hiking one day, and I mean, it was like a very busy hike. I'm talking at least 800 people crossed our path throughout the many hours we were there, and we counted six gay people. And I know anyone who's queer listening knows how I counted them because I knew they were gay, but if you're straight, just try i knew we knew i mean like no we knew i'm not even gonna second guess myself we knew but speaking of that same hike we heard these two guys behind us immediately knew they were not gay but they sounded hot you know that voice of just like well first of all they had confidence they also were only talking about their diets and like all the workouts they do i'm like if these people end up being trolls none of this will have been worth it to hear about the egg whites that they consume But, of course, I turn around to get a little glimpse. I see tank top. I see arms. I see legs. I see... uh, I mean, I saw... They were human beings in the full sense of the word, but also just gorgeous. So, of course, we slow down a bit, let them get ahead of us, and for the next 45 minutes, we stare at their asses and arms. And I can imagine their eyes look beautiful from behind, too. And then, of course, at one point, they go off to a new path, and we were like, damn it, bet... I, in addition to the hot hikers, the amount of gorgeous, gorgeous men. I mean, it makes sense. They're all athletic and they're all like enjoying nature, which we do in very small doses. But God, do not go to Montana to feel welcome, but do go to have a lot of sexual tension with the straight men in the restaurant around you. Also, funny story. I mentioned weeks ago about trying to finish the merch and... You know, sometimes you have a project that you just don't know if it's ready to go, and then you just start to procrastinate, and that procrastination makes you feel bad about the procrastination, so you procrastinate even more, and then you just, like, don't do it. That's where I've been with this merch until today. I simultaneously had a friend staying with us and had a therapy appointment, and within 24 hours, I was wearing the merch that I had made and got multiple comments from my friend and the therapist asking where they can get their own. I'm not making this up. I have a renewed sense of excitement. The merch is perfect, and it's going to be up this month. I'm not the boy who cried merch. (laughs) This is me holding myself accountable, too. If you don't see it in the next two weeks, bug me, but I don't think you're going to need to because I'm ready. I'm ready for the gay-ass dynasty 
of me becoming the Jojo Siwa of gay ass merch. God, I would love that. But with that in mind, let's get into this week's episode with Chris Murphy. I do ask him towards the end of the episode about one of my favorite articles he wrote for Vanity Fair. It's about all these actors who lost out on roles. He has some really good tea about some of those really, really crazy stories. We also, again, talk about so much theater, so much Housewives. It's truly a pop culture app of the Ages. Enjoy it. Follow us at Gay Ass Podcast. Keep on sending me your amazing messages. It makes my fucking day. And here's Chris. Chris Murphy. Your sound sounds delicious. I mean, oh, I that's tell so profesh, a profesh. That's <laughs> all I ever wanted is to sound good. Is that's it? That's it. Just have a beautiful voice, which I do. <laughs> if I asked you to sing a riff, would you be able to do it? I you know I might you know I might be able to I have I only have like a couple but I'd probably I'd probably break into a, what if I what know. if I asked you to do um, Jasmine Sullivan singing home at ten years old absolutely if I oh my god the way that I've practiced that it, uh, probably uh, three billion times and I will never I will never have the vocal dexterity that ten year old Jasmine Sullivan had who singing. does that wait which which who? which is your favorite riff of hers um, in that song specifically um, um, my. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's real to me. Oh, I love that one that's too. The, yeah. that's, so it's it's actually psycho, and that's like I miss like ten to notes. Yeah. Oh, you were already nailing it. It's, it's, yeah, so, it's sort of, but it's not. But again, like if you like actually the amount of notes that she does per second is is so I can't think of anyone who can do more notes per second, and it's actually like I and I've tried I've tried since I was like. 17 years old to to nail that and i i do know some girls who can do it which is crazy i believe you and i know they exist but i don't think i've ever seen it done live i think oh. i would have like i think i'd have a heart think, attack i'd have a full-blown yeah. heart attack if i saw somebody actually execute it live with a mic in place and they're so musically just like they're so on it they're so intelligent they're intelligent riffs i'll say it some of these girls riff stupid well, the riffs aren't, there aren't like based in storytelling. They're, they're not, not based, based in storytelling. They're not based in reality. No, exactly. They're, they're, on, not they're based on a in different character. planet. They're on a different bad. Bad, bad. They're based in show offness. TikTok has made it so it's show off culture. And I don't, I don't do like you that. think that Jasmine knew the level of talent they possessed at that age? Or was it just like second nature? I think it was just second nature. I think it was growing up in the church. I think it was, I think it was just like, that's just how people say, she just said, she's like, yeah. that's how she said, like, she didn't seem like, <laughs> not to compare Jasmine Sullivan to another really wonderful singer, Olivia Rodrigo at that age. But have you seen oh. the video of Olivia Rodrigo singing, um, gimme, gimme at like age yes, 10? Yes, I have. It's unbelievable. But okay, there's a sort of awareness with yes. Olivia Rodrigo at 10, she's like, I'm a little star. I'm so good at this. Look at me, belt. I'm mama's little star. Whereas Jasmine is just up there singing the damn song. She's and up there singing a, the damn song. It's the same thing when it comes to anything, when it comes to talent or even beauty. And what I mean by this is if you meet a hot person and they know they're hot, they are less hot. That's why I can't live in LA. <laughs> That's um, why I can't live there. Listen, I do understand that I did move here somewhat recently and I have met many a self-aware, beautiful person. But I will say that when I met my dear, dear husband, he mm. at the time and still did not know how hot he was or he mm. at least acted in a way that he like was really quite humble about the whole thing. And um, it was a huge it was a huge turn on for me. Mm. Turn on. There was a turn on that he didn't know that he didn't. That he, didn't know that he was hot, he was. but he didn't act like he was like a mo- like a like like he could get anyone. Well, that's the Thirty Rock. Well, that's actually different than the Thirty Rock hot bubble, where it's like you're so hot that like the world just does. You don't have to have any oh. skills. But that is it is yes, having not sort of being aware of or not projecting your beauty. You can be aware that you're hot or you're super talented, but not being like throwing it in everybody's face. Yeah, I think that's sexy. It's a sort of a quiet confidence do you know ooh, i shouldn't even i don't know when this comes say out it, well, say, uh, it, say it say it say it okay well you don't have to cut this but i did i just i just interviewed uh someone who's really hot <laughs> was, i talked to luke evans oh the, my god chris i yeah. was just talking to someone about luke evans yeah how was the energy and how was the energy he it was so just like relaxed and just so, so charming like without even like you know breaking a sweat and like so honestly like 
generous and giving and like and wonderful and but like it was just sort of this like innate and it wasn't like a movie star hotness where it's like it's a little too like i've interviewed hugh jackman before sorry um he was hot in his own way but it's like he looks like he was cut out of stone like it's like sure. sort of like such a chiseled it's like i'm not saying there's work done but i'm just saying it's it, it, the whole when it all comes together it just looks like more than the sum of its parts in that like it it's looks very manufactured. orchestrated orchestrated yes. manufactured Luke was very, like, it was just sort of just, like, chill. I was like, oh, I could definitely see you, you know, walking down the boardwalk in Fire Island and be like, what? So here's the deal. I was talking about him very recently because the question was, I was like, oh, Beauty and the Beast. And the group of gays I was with was like, no, I thought he was. And I was like, no, Beauty no, and the Beast. No, let's get that right. That's actually how I heard of him. He also has done a lot more, but like that's, that was well, He the... was also in Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman. Yes, which I watched I... three episodes of that. <laughs> okay, so I watch it all only because I love a cult and I love Nicole in a wig. Yeah, but who doesn't? I... And that was a crazy wig crazy wig but i also if we're being really controversial on this episode of this gosh darn podcast i want to can i tell you why chris uh wait luke evans can i tell you why luke evans came up recently okay please yeah because the person telling the story years and years ago hooked up with him of course of course he has that i was i'm professional but i was like i know you have stories Oh, uh, yeah. and the thing is, like, knowing that that man is gay, who, like, you know, like, he looks like a rugby player that would yeah. beat the shit out of exactly. you. Exactly. Very, it sort of like, taps into your uh, bully, you know, your, yes, like, high yes, school yes, bully. Yes. But, like, secretly, like, you guys meet in the showers and you, like, fuck. Oh that's the sort God. of, that's the vi- that's the vibe that he just, like, emanates without even trying. And But also, it's just, like, it's like, just a really nice gay man who lives in oh my London, God. Portugal, and Lisbon. And those are three places that are far away. That um, I would like to get railed I, in. I would, yes, three amazing, beautiful, different locales. The Can Vistas, you imagine getting getting, getting railed your back in blown Lisbon? out in Lisbon? This does the oh my god the, the flowers the oh my god I would I, you know I <laughs> I'd love to make that happen. You finish the session and then you go have a gorgeous spread of like the most fresh amazing food and then you're walking oh down a stone. God. You take a dip. You take a dip in the you stone path. You walk down a stone path. You take a dip in the ocean. It's just absolutely, of course. Now, literally, my brain when I think when I think Portugal, I think Real Housewives of Potomac because they went to Portugal, <laughs> and <laughs> huge. And so you sled down like you get a toboggan, you sled down a big thing like they did, like a big street, city street, and then you you all fight at dinner, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay because you're in Portugal because you're in Portugal, and you. Well, I think it's very important for us to, before I get into a very important question, I just want you to know that when people come on this podcast, and I genuinely feel lucky that they are on, I try to make that known, and I genuinely feel very blessed that you are on this podcast. We were talking before we recorded that you were on one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Say it with me, girlies. Bitch Sash. Bitch Sash. Bitch Sash. That was a highlight of, of my career. Of uh, You know, speaking of housewives as my, in my oh brain, my, exactly. it was really, you know, shout out to Casey and Danielle. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> they are listening. They are weekly listeners. Um, weekly I, listeners. And one of my dreams is to have Casey or Danielle or both on this podcast. And I oh, feel they would like... Oh, they be phenomenal. I Maybe can't. Fun, I got, can't wait. They've got specifically gay male energy. And gay energy can be anything, but they've got specifically gay male energy. And I think they would do really well there. So, first of all, thank you for coming on this podcast. Oh, Second of all, I want to uh, reference with the Housewives a tweet that you had that said, I want to have my bachelor party at Bluestone Manor. <laughs> Cursed. 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 Place. Well, because again, drama. I mean, okay, I want to get my back blown out in Lisbon, and then, <laughs> and then I want to get my bachelor party absolutely at Bluestone Manor. Can you think of any weirder vibes? Like any more sort of fucked, chaotic? I mean, it would be haunted AF. And oh, then Dorinda be... constantly interrupts you. It's just slurring, like, throwing a mar- two martinis in. Absolutely saying the meanest thing you've ever, you, meaner than anything you could have ever possibly thought of. I just think it, it would it provide stories for a lifetime, memories for a lifetime. And I feel 100%. like bachelor parties about making memories. I was on a bachelor party in Calgary, Canada when I tweeted that, because it was, which was really fun. It was like rodeo themed. It was absolutely oh. bizarre and fantastic. And I was with some dear friends from college. Straight guy. We went to a drag brunch. There was a RuPaul's drag brunch 
Carson, Michelle Visage, Monet Exchange, Evie Oddly. Shut it the was fuck Jinx up. Mon motherfucking suit. Shut Let's up. talk about singers, live singers, Jasmine Sullivan, Olivia Rodrigo, Jinx Monsoon. That's Jinx Monsoon. Jinx Monsoon. On, the, on the last week episode, she sound. I just felt like these people, wa- you could tell the panel watching knew how lucky they were to be witnessing a Jinx that, Monsoon performance. A Jinx Monsoon performance. An absolute, I'll shout out to Monet for actually for absolutely killing it with opera, but also Jinx Monsoon. Unbelievable vocalist. Really fantastic. But, that was a long way of saying I was with some very you know like LGBT friends my friends are very you know queer they all loved you know Mm -hmm. we were at a rodeo but we were at the drag brunch at the rodeo so and I was like where would I want to have my bachelor party what's gayer than this and I Bluestone Manor you landed on Dorinda Medley's haunted mansion in the Berkshires home that she needs to that is the only thing I think it's like she'll she'll be alive as long as Bluestone Manor is standing Dorinda will persist which for all we know will be 300 years 300 years is no, still kicking literally it will be in the year 2000 and like 422 <laughs> and dorinda will still be like when i was in the hot air balloon above the manor and i held on to it taylor like, armstrong oh you kill me don't Do you, eat are upstairs you, <laughs> are you and team dorinda should be back or the pause is permanent I'm a team is again, and I say this with love because I do think I thought Ultimate Girls Trip was honestly some of the best cinema I've ever seen, and I, I do use cinema specifically. It was like mm. art. Um, mm. She's not well enough to be back on the show full time. No, she's no honestly girly. not. She's too unwell, and it's there's a really hard. That's a really that line for me. I'll go deep. Like I'll go like I want Phaedra back. I want Vicky yes. back. Even I want sure. so many people back. I have to. I, I have to draw. I want Jill. We draw back the line. We draw the line of Dorinda. It's she's just not. She's literally too unwell. But you say it out of love, I think, because yeah. you want her to be well. And then maybe, like, I just think, like, she, the road she's going, it, the only road needs to go into an inpatient facility. In, and inpatient. if the road, she can't if do there are, if Andy and a camera's around, she should not be there. No, she can't. At no, least for six to nine months. I was going to say years, but not months. Six to yeah. nine months. Yeah. At the, ge- the gestation of a baby, I think if she can, <laughs> yeah. if she can grow into a person who has a little more, some more tools, maybe. Yes, she needs a rebirth, a full rebirth. And I was just thinking, like, the way that, like, I think her, like, her life could be a musical. I'm just thinking of, like, the 11 o'clock number, if she put her life together. Like, the 11 o'clock number of Dorinda Medley, like, putting it all together. Like, it's, like, Rose's turn, who... Like no, Chris, it's just like it's who do giving, we know that's gonna write the Dorinda Medley Life the Dorinda bio Medley musical? Life. I don't know. We we should call whoever did Grey's Gardens. We should call <laughs> Sondheim's Ghost. We should call. There's <laughs> Sondheim does Dorinda Medley's music. <gasps> yeah. Okay. From the and grave. then and of course the the uh, the eleven o'clock number is called I made it I nice. Made it nice. I made it nice. I made it nice. And it's like it's and it's big. It's bombastic. It's you need someone with like belt bleeding from their throat i want someone belting who plays, and bleeding. who plays if, if like a broadway star of today who plays dorinda in the bio musical oh my god that's actually such an that's such an incredible question i know I who it is on. i know who it is okay wait wait okay wait. i you know what okay okay well i was <laughs> great gardens but it can't be christine ebersole because she doesn't have the voice for it but she, she would be perfect she would be amazing wait i was gonna say christine, christine <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually crazy because i was like wait christine ebersole will be perfect and she could sing it she could sing it but you want i know i know i know I was even just thinking, like, uh, this is maybe too... She's not... Who are you? No, you go. You go. I just said Chris. Beth too. Level. Oh! In a blonde Beth, wig. Beth Level in a blonde wig. And a, and just, a, and a broad lip. A, a broad, a messy lip, a messy lip. Because it is <laughs> actually Drowsy Chaperone adjacent. Dorinda <laughs> is... Dra- she is Drowsy Chaperone. As we stumble along. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Carol Channing comes back from the dead and plays Dorinda Medley. And plays Dorinda Medley. Yes. And that actually, and that actually, and actually I think it's one of, it's a share show thing where we have like three Dorinda Medleys. So Carol young, Channing, middle. young, middle, and old, old Carol Channing, Carol Channing from the dead. And then you have Beth Level, even though Christine could do it. It could be one of those things, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, replacement. And then you have like, you know, some upcoming starlet, you know. Yes. As the young, as, as Dorinda, as married to. As married to, 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 to Richard. Richard. To Richard, who Phaedra um, said, who? <laughs> who? Who? Who's, who's Richard? Who's um, Richard? Um, I feel p- anyone who did not see the share show, I feel like did not live. I really, you know what? I guess who didn't live? This Chris guy. Murphy. I didn't see it. I didn't get to see Chris, it. And I love Stephanie you, J. Block. I love Stephanie J. Block. It's one of my fondest memories in the theater. I, I don't, I don't know what was going on. 2018, 2019 was a, a weird. Oh, I have time. those too, though. I have those. There are shows that I didn't I, know what was going on. I don't miss much. 
No, and I, I doubt that you do. I only went because I think Matt pressured me to go, and I mm. um, am so glad that he did. Because I remember having... I rarely see a show not sober. I want to be very present for it. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I saw yeah. the share show, like, very much inebriated by an edible. And it was one of the, like, most... Because here's the thing. The some show, of the shows you have... Some of the shows require it. To. The share show seems like that. I, Diana the Musical, which I did see, I was, like three martinis in and it was oh, actually transcendent like i i fully out of body experience how much fucking fun i had in that theater it's beyond that's a requirement any, like, for that show i would it's say it's a requirement you, you, you go yeah. in stone cold sober you're gonna actually you're gonna you're gonna ask questions and actually sometimes <laughs> theater is not about asking questions it's about letting things wash over you and letting things happen to you and at, at the re- you release agency sometimes it's about letting go of your agency and letting and letting the work talk and let uh, what's speak. what's the actor's name who played Diana? Oh, um, um, oh my God, I know, uh, G- uh, Jeanette Gianna Dewall. It's like something like. And let Gianna Dewall take your spirit, and she has control of your and person. She has it, and let her belt really high, and wear pretty dresses, a pretty pretty girl in a pretty pretty dress. And I have no idea if that's exactly her name, but I think it's close to that. No, Gianna that's it. DeWall. That's it. That's, that's it. it. We love her. We love um, her. She could be young. She could be young, Dorinda. Oh my god, and that's cast and that's on and casting. That's, and that's on cat and that's on casting, babe. <laughs> you also did a write an article recently with the cast of Into the Woods revival, which I find to be a huge for our community. It was it honestly is huge for our community, and it's one of those things where I sorry, Into the Woods is probably my favorite musical of all time. Sorry, sorry, I played Jack in high school and I was absolutely great. You had to have been great. I was I was really good, I will say. I really I mean the production had its flaws, but it was <laughs> I, I came through. Um, sorry, I, I've seen like every production with my mom, and like we, it's just something that we love to do together. How was it's your like, witch? When you played Jack, how was your witch? She was fin- She was great. She was great. Roxanne Quilty, shout out. Absolutely. She went to NYU for musical theater because she was that girl. She was the... Yes. They did the show. She was a senior. I was a junior. They did that show because she was that girl. You can't you can't do Into the Woods in high school if you don't have a witch. It's like... That's, that's you the, need a witch. That's the silliest thing in the world. That's silly boots. You, so like, did you see it with um, just Bettina, or did you see which one did you see i saw both actually so i saw (gasps) it i saw it with heather headley who like if we're talking about like things that made me gay or like heart heather headley's r&b album from like 2001 Mm. i wish i wasn't Uh, it it was just so good huge she's like huge to my whole family so much so that like when it was announced that she was in it my mom was like immediately got tickets for the whole family and i was like yeah, we have to we have to go see it. So saw it with Heather and Danae was amazing. Mm. Danae Benton, who was Cinderella, and I'll shout out Neil Patrick Harris. I'm not afraid to say he was really good. He was <laughs> he really was, good. He was really fucking good. And I thought and like, Sarah Bareilles. I think Sarah Bareilles is killer. Is honestly, and I am a Joanne Gleason. Joanna, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a Joanna Gleason supremacist. Like I honestly, mm. <laughs> I think that like I will never be able to be in a monogamous relationship because I identified with the Baker's wife too early because I saw. <laughs> into the woods when i was like you know the pbs version when i was like 11 and i was like that i was like she's making sense i, I had like, my first hookup and... while that movie played on the f- f- floor of my freshman dorm yes i was 18 <laughs> i'm devastated to say i was that old but yeah There's... joanna gleason hive rise up hive rise up and i say this so i and I'm, I'm saying this to say that i i love joanna gleason i think it's Truly a pitch perfect, like, there's not one thing that I would change about the performance. She is so fantastic. And, and I saw Amy Adams do it. And I watched clips of Sutton Foster at the Hollywood Bowl. And everyone's doing a little bit of Joanna, sort of Joanna cosplay, or they're trying to go so against type. And mm-hmm, Amy mm-hmm. sort of t- went so against type and tried to be like nice, nice speaker's wife. And that didn't work. And Sutton it just it was not good cast. It just didn't work. Didn't work. I will say Sarah Bareilles is the first Baker's wife I've seen that is that works that works that isn't Joanna. That, oh, and Emily Blunt. I'm not even talking about Emily Blunt, even though I do I respect her. But that movie, we just don't even. It's not canon. We don't we don't include. We it. don't need to. We don't need we to go there. We don't include it. But Sarah Bareilles, because she's a pop star who really is a theater girl, but she's a pop star, so she sings everything like a pop star, and it's easy and it's beautiful. But it comes. It's she's not approaching it from like an empty place. She's approaching it from like, I'm a pop star girly, singer songwriter, Joni Mitchell, you know, that's, that's, that's my vibe. Carol King, you know, all that, all that goodness. And it totally works. Salt of the earth. It, her moments in the woods, both times. See, I, I got, I only, I only saw the Heather Headley one. I haven't seen the, the, the Broadway, but like, I think Heather Headley made the, the Aida cast recording is what, is what made me gay. But I, I do, oh, I yeah. think because oh. y- your brain is so 
special and we could talk for literally i mean i it's like i i, I need, need Sorry, to ask I the podcast no i win the podcast <laughs> are you kidding me i truly want this to last 25 hours um let me ask the famous podcast question though which is chris whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe so you think okay you think and I, I thought about this once you sent the email you think that i would say any of the things that we talked about already because sure. we've talked about you know musical theater theater camp heather hadley uh, Joni Mitchell, you know, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, any of all uh, all of these people, and they're all in the soup. But actually, to take a hard left and not to completely derail the podcast, but what I was going to say, and what I do think is ultimately true, I think it was the 2000 Sydney Olympics U.S. Men's Gymnastics Team. I oh, think that's what it, I think that's what it, I think that's what 2000 it was. Sydney 2000 Men's Sydney Men's Olympic team with Blake and I. Some I so I was a I like did gymnastics pretty seriously as a kid, like. I, went, I competed and went to gymnastics camp. I didn't like, know that about you. No, that's one of my... If you saw my resume, special skills, tumbling. And I still can tumble, which is funny. I was... There was a time that I thought that, like, I was going to, like, really do, like, college gymnastics and, like, wanted to, like, go to the Olympics. So I was, like, obsessed. I think I was, like, seven, eight or something. I was, like, obsessed with the U.S. with men's gymnastics. And honestly, to this day, I still am sort of obsessed with it. Like, it's hard to come by. But, like, I will drop literally anything it could be tickets to into the woods it could be my you know own birthday party but if men's gymnastics is on television i will be watching it or and women's gymnastics i love women's gymnastics too and i guess it's also my mom's fault because she was a gymnast and so then oh, she put shit. me she, she was she's not like professionally she just like did it like like all like that was her sport more than the did. average joe more than the average joe competed all that stuff in high school and i think into college a bit she was like yeah you should start doing gymnastics and then i started doing gymnastics and i got fully obsessed with it and then i was like oh wait i think i'm in love i think i i had like emotional sexual feelings for like every person for the ham brothers they were the morgan and paul ham mm. um, oh wait i know them. see i i was see, these I are was names a... that you would forget but you actually do remember if you think about it well sadly for me i was the child that loved gymnastics but wasn't good at it you were the <laughs> one that <laughs> that loved it and was good at it i to like i just like I got too tall. I gained mm. my baby weight. I just like, and I was, I wasn't buoyant. The air did not want to lift me. <laughs> and I, but I like, I wrote like a paper and like literally like, you know, did like a project in first grade, I think on Paul Ham. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he, was, he had this mushroom cut. They had those mushroom bowl cuts oh. and they were, were just like kind of in for the night. They were like sort of like Hanson yeah. twins who could, yeah, who, yeah, or yeah. The, like who like could tumble and were like so strong and compact. To this day, my dad says that I like stunted my growth because I did gymnastics so much because I was like, because I and I, I'm not like that short, but like, I like I was like a big tumbler, flippy, flippy. And I was good. And I thought I was like, could make it really far. But then I was really bad at pommel horse. But everybody in America is bad at pommel horse. That's actually a thing. Fuck That's our, the pommel fuck horse. The pommel horse. It's, the, it's boring. And it's stupid. And it doesn't, it's not, it's like, who cares that you can balance? It's simply, some things are too hard. Some things we are not meant to do. And I just think we're not meant to, we're not meant, we're not meant to sort of swing our legs and go back and forth on two. No, no, no. Pommels? It's against, it's against God's wishes. God's will. God wishes. And we're always thinking about God's wishes. So I ended up like quitting and getting into theater because I was like, oh, like. I like performing and being and like people like, you know, looking at me do stuff. Like, what did you I, ever play the doing? carpet in Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not play the carpet in, the, in Beauty and the Beast. I played the Artful Dodger and Oliver like right when I was like finishing up gymnastics like twice in a row because I could do a like round off back tuck. And I was like, you know, you do that. You, Listen. You, you hit that in the middle. Or I think I did a back handspring, ran up back handspring in two different productions. You hit that as the Artful Dodger and Oliver. The crowd goes fucking wild. Conflict yourself. I'm, yeah, and that oh, was basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's still how I do British accents to this day. <laughs> and the rest is ast- astere. 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 I'm Adele. Adele. <laughs> uh, divorce vibe. Divorce. Divorce vibe. Divorce vibe. Wow, this gymnastics uh, background is stunning. Did you ever, um, speaking of being in love, did you ever have a gymnastics romance with any of your other fellow athletes? <sighs> no, not gymnastics. I did. I eventually then became a pole vaulter in high school, which is interesting because it's sort of like a similar thing. Isn't that weird? A lot of weird little tricks, a lot of different It's paths. not weird. It's just, it's actually, you're living so many dreams that I never had and watch <laughs> me not turn the whole interview where I'm like now angry at you because of my jealousy and I, I instantly turn cold. You turn on um, me? Oh, I, I'm like, so why are you so... I start like 
poking holes in your work. Um, yeah. What? Um, but no, actually, I love watching pole vaulting because it literally is the closest thing we have to flying. No, it's the closest like, thing, and it was. It is feels like flying, and it was. It was actually kind of cool. I was like good at it, but I wasn't like big enough or strong enough to really like shoot yourself. All you have to actually sort of be strong to be good at stuff. I guess sure, at, at least sure, in that. sure. Um, it feels very high risk to me. Very, like you could, oh, that that thing could snap, and Gerlina, you I could have, be. I have seen at a, at a fucking pole vaulting meet back in high school, a kid went up, pole snapped. It the shards on the pole were up. He fell stomach directly the into the shards, up. like he was basically like fillet, like 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 a piece of chicken on a fork. And then he had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I think it like like it like he had like internal bleeding. It was fucked. And then I had to pole vault after him. And then I had to like go and do it. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care about this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want my spleen. I would love. I'd, ra- I'd rather have my spleen. But um, but oh, gymnastics. It was like I was like it was like middle school until like sort of like and whatnot. And it was like like I remember like lots of sleepovers. There's lots of roughhousing. There's lots of you know boys you know you know jumping off of things and jumping off of each other. And you know mm. I watched the Fast and the Furious the, the like at a sleepover with all my gymnastics friends. And we, and it was, you know, very, it was like that sort of like rambunctious boy, like, but like, that's like homoerotic and like completely. Yeah. yeah. But you can't How like many say of them that. ended up coming out post this age? Do you know? Definitely a f- couple. Some of them like went like hard, like did it in college and now have like kids and like teach gymnastics places and then there's like there are a couple that go to cheer and stretch oh sure sure i just when sometimes when i'm watching that when gymnastics on the olympics and i'm like fuck like i wish more of you were huge bottoms like like, why why are you straight (laughs) again not to put because all bodies are beautiful and bodies are amazing but there's something about the male gymnast body type to me that is so luscious that is so great and just like so compact and strong and like and like so oh it's like it's very. It makes me horny. I would say. I'd say yeah, it makes yeah. me horny. Whose whose fault is it that you're horny? That's my follow up <laughs> podcast. Um, that's a horny ass podcast. It's a horny. Actually, podcast. not a bad idea. That's um, a write that down. I do want to ask um, if you had to choose Sophie's choice between you could only have sex with a, a, a gymnast or a swimmer. Who do you choose? Wow. Okay, that's actually sort of triggering because my ex boyfriend from college was like a swimmer dancer. So I've uh, done that. So honestly, so how how dare you not do your research and know that? You're right. Um, I should have known your swimmer ex. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on. He turned on me. He turned on me. You're right. Clock in. He turned. Really passive aggressive ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no. you want to ever like hook up with a swimmer or how does that go? Okay. I, I'm shorter. I guess I don't know. I got. I, I the height. Uh, I'm not a big height guy, but I, I too tinted. I'll hook up with people that are taller than me just by nature of being okay you need to tell king. us how tall you are how tall are you yeah actually now you have to guess because we've never met in person you're right okay um let's see you say you're kind of short but not that short i'm gonna say yeah yeah i know what you are i know what you are you are five foot six okay that's actually literally true and i i say five foot seven because i wear shoes and i stand on my tippy toes but really i'm like five six and a half and famous quarter. line i Fam- say i'm five seven because i wear shoes <laughs> Unlike many other people, I wear shoes, and so that's why I say I'm five seven. But if so you're contrary really, to popular belief, I do wear shoes. I, I do wear shoes, and that makes me five seven actually. Um, but you're actually I love sort of five on the money, six. Five, six. I love five, five six, six or five seven. Five, Listen, um, I have a twin brother who is five foot four. I'm six foot two. Oh, you're six foot two, and your twin brother is five foot four. Can you believe? Oh my god! Is there like how is what was that dynamic like? He's up? straight and rich and has a great head of hair. He's <laughs> okay. Although okay, he doesn't so he's literally he five. He's fine. He doesn't love that I make fun of him for being short still as 32-year-olds, but like, get get over it. You're get fine. You it. have a child. They didn't have to have a fucking surrogate. Watch me like go off on straight yeah, you people. Go, you absolutely. But oh my God. He, he's fine. He's fucking fine. He's but fine. no, he he is. He is tiny. Um, I do want to, <laughs> since we're already on like the triggering roadway for you, I do want to ask you um, I, another I would say gymnast though, the over swimmer. Oh yeah. I'd seen, yeah. We're I'd going gymnast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, you had tweeted something that was very vulnerable, which is that you accidentally one time went home with a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's care actually... To, care to comment? Yes. And it's so crazy because I like... it's It was like pre-pandemic. So it's like it feels like literally a whole new it was like a completely different time i was a completely different person and it and you know what you know what it does it all comes back which is it all comes back to singing somehow crazily which is so funny it all um, does it all does and again i well I'll, I'll just i'll tell you about it i randomly was at the duplex in which is like a piano bar in the west village of new york and i like was with friends and then i but then i like ended up like singing a song or something i think who knows what it was i sang i sang some freaking song at the piano bar and this guy who like and again something about trump supporters that we don't talk about enough is some of them are hot and that's actually that's some of them true. are some of them are really true. hot and this like sort of like corn bread uh, corn husk fed <laughs> idaho looking blonde sort of handsome sort of guy will like came up to me and he was like oh you were so good like can i buy you a drink and i was like well, I've, I, well I, if you think i was good you think you're, you're buying me yeah then for sure like absolutely didn't ask that many questions first red sign or the, fre- the red flag rather was should have been i was like where do you live he was like oh i live around the corner there are no mm-hmm. no gay people in their 20s really live in the West Village anymore. That's like banker, you know, JP Morgan, Chase Bank land. He's one of those. So it was one of those things where he was like, I live around the corner. And then we were talking or whatever. And then it was like, sort of in our conversation, I could tell politically, I was like, okay, he's like a little different, but he's really pretty and whatnot. And we sort of like, I got into it a little bit, but I was like, ah, it's like, it, it wasn't clear until I went home with him. And we walk in, I see he has a Make America Great Again hat, like, hanging on his wall in his room. Prominently featured. Prominently featured Make America Great Again hat. Like, truly, like, right there. And I was like, oh, now I'm in the bad. Now I'm in a get-out situation. This is like, I thought this was just sort of like, you know, intellectual discourse, tete-a-tete, like, devil's advocate shit. But we're we're actually in... We're in the bad place. You and thought he was a bit of a contrarian, whereas he was more of a you should not have rights in. Yes, he was absolutely a you should not have rights in. But he was but the thing is, he like we like <laughs> we had like sort of I was already sort of in it, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm like I'm here, you know, I guess I'm here. Oh, so we I start hooking that. up, sort of. And then like, you know, a, like, you know, uh, as things progress or whatever, he's like he like he pulls the whopping the whopping the, the absolute whopper that I'm sure has happened to all of us at some time or another. He's like, oh, I've actually just started talking to a girl. Like, I'm actually sort of seeing this girl. <laughs> and like, I don't, me? I swear to God. And then he kicked my ass out. It was like 2.30 in the morning. And then he was like, <clears throat> and then he was like, yeah. So like, I like, we like, you got was it. this mid hookup that he kicked you out? It was like mid hookup. It was actually sort of mid, mid end for him. It was sort of like, he sort of like, <laughs> like he, had sort he did of, his thing. He did his thing. And sort of in the reciprocation, he was like, actually, yeah, I've actually started start, like seeing this girl and talking to her. And when I, and guess what? This was the day that the Cats trailer dropped. This was the day 
I remember it so viscerally. It was the day that the trailer for Cats, the movie, came out. And so everything I think in the we world, all remember where we were when the Cats trailer you, came you out. You can't forget. And so it's just like there's so mm. many things in the universe that were just screaming, no, don't, stop, yeah, please yeah, don't. No. Um, there was I, a glitch in the Matrix. There was a glitch that night. And I wish, you know, I wish him and his, the girl that he was texting and starting to see, I hope, you know, I hope they were married and have kids. And that man grew up to be Matt Gates. I don't know. I'm trying to do any sort of <laughs> yes, reference. And that, and that man was Aaron Shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God can you no. imagine? Oh God, no. Oh God. Oh, I just got a chill down my spine. Yeah. Um, let's not. He who shall not be named. Absolutely not. Absolutely he not. He who shock not be shocked. Shock not shocked. Well, I'm glad you survived the um, the bisexual Trump yeah. supporting hookup experience, and I don't wish it on anyone else. And I'm thank you for sharing your story for awareness. Thank you. I think you actually more people. That's we have to share our stories. Otherwise, you know how how can we protect ourselves as a community? Exactly. We have exactly. to. We have to speak out. And this episode is going to be called "When You Give a Trump Supporter My Cocky." <laughs> <laughs> But you don't get any in return. That's the yeah, that's, yeah, that's You don't get any in you return. Don't get any in return. That's the thing about Trump supporters. They're selfish. Selfish. Fish. Um, I do. Okay, there's a few pop culture things that I just I would be so angry at myself if I didn't ask you. Um, uh, uh, real uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Do you mm. think that Diana is a one season wonder, or should she come? Should she come back? Oh, I think she's flop of the century. I think she flops so no. hard. Her and her gay husband. Yeah, I said it. Edit that out if we get sued, but I don't think we will. No, he's, um, he's like I, sissy that walk, bitch. Yes, he's like you look so fucking amazing tonight, hun. You look fucking slay, and I'm like, yeah, I see myself on screen, but this is not, not <laughs> representation matters. Um, Diana, I honestly liked her at the beginning more than other yeah. people. Like I, I was like, I was like, oh, like she doesn't like really speak English that well. Like let's give her like you know. She's got an interesting backstory. She literally, like, you know, it has too much money. Like, we, I'll say it. She has too much. Too much. She doesn't need all that at all. So I was like, let's give her a shot. But then when she came for... And I'm not going to say I'm a slutton, but I will say that I'm more slutton... I'm more of a slutton fan than not. So when Did she you came say for a slutton, slutton? A slutton. That's what slutton stands are called. The sluttons fans I are love sluttons. Slutton. I'm not a full you know, slutton. I- but I do, but I do like not me some not. Sutton. I'm not not. I do like me some Sutton and Garcelle. I think but- we align there because she is important for the show. But do- She's sometimes, the only like, one. you know what's so frustrating about the whole thing is that clearly she made a mistake by going up to, uh, to uh, Diana at the party and saying, so wait, you're on bed rest, but yeah, you're here but now. But that's also like, that- is like a valid question, but she shouldn't have said that. I mean, like, exactly. yes, exactly. But I'm valid like, question, I- but the way she said it was shady. And then yeah, Diana... she's weird. She's a weird woman. Sutton is a, a weirdo. That was one of the best things Diana ever said was like, well, you know, it's just Sutton. She's just a weird, freaky, like, <laughs> yeah. weird freak of nature. And I was like, Not yeah, incorrect. Not incorrect, but you're right. She should not have... But like, then Diana just like, at least be a good villain. And now you're just like... A it's it's boring. Villain. And it's like not even... It doesn't even like make sense. Like villains have to make sense on paper. Like if you wrote down yeah. the scene and her responses, like you're like... And you s- submitted it to like, you know, like your screenwriting 101 class. They'd be like, this doesn't actually make sense. Exactly. None, none of exactly. this is character doesn't make sense. And she doesn't... And it doesn't... And like... And as such, like we can't c- care about her. And I no. think she's just like picking on... You know, she's like picking this fight because she had to do something and like that's Sutton's an easy target and like and like and then like and Garcelle I also love Garcelle and I think Garcelle she's stirring the pot in like a fun she's doing what Lisa Rona used to do really well and she's stirring the pot and she's like starting drama and whatever but she also like she does like ride for her people and I like that she sort of like sticks up for Sutton who is weird and needs a normal person to be like this is what Sutton actually means but there's nothing there was nothing I think Diana like good try it was it was a swing and a miss yeah. And we'll catch you, you know, you, we'll catch you on the next, we'll catch you on the next. Diana's know. out. Cherie is in. Give her the diamond. Cherie is in. We, that's what we, we need to be moving in that way. Cause we do need to be moving away from, I think the Kyle Dorit, Erica, that try the, you know, the, that their, their little thing, their, their, the Lisa posted, someone said that like, we need some real drama and Dorit needs to have an affair with Mauricio. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? Now that would be, now that would actually, now they all get renewed. Cause right now I'm like, Kyle, I think we may have, 
run our course with Kyle. I know I and I I liked Kyle for a while, but this season she's really she's picking the wrong side of every argument for me. I and, know I'm a Kyle apologist though, and it's it, it's brought a lot of tension well, see, to my marriage. I like but Lisa, I which is so terrible. I like Lisa. Oh, not Rena. I actually don't like Lisa or Rena, but I loved I loved Lisa and Kyle as like a team. Oh, and yeah. I love and I and I like and I actually I like when there's like a messy queen who just like is just like is actually just stirring shit just completely. Yes. And I feel like we're missing that presence. And Garcelle's sort of stepping into it, and Lisa Rinna sort of did it a little bit, but not well. And like we need that, we need that presence. And Kyle yeah. for me is not. She's a really good audience surrogate. Sometimes yes. she's a good sidekick, but she's not center diamond. For me. This well, this season especially, the the she is not as doing as well of a job as being the audience surrogate as she once did. As she once did. I do want to ask. Speaking of um of messy people, are you going to be in the audience to see Leah Michelle do Funny Girl? If you think <laughs> if you think that I haven't that I'm not like uh, waiting, I am like counting down the literal days. Like I'm like, and I will say this as like okay, so I will say this as like I think what the producers and they did to Beanie was absolutely terrible. Went to summer camp with Beanie, did theater with Beanie, loved Beanie. I think she's really talented. Well, that's oh. yeah, and wonderful. I think there are a lot of people made a lot of mm, yeah. So I so this is has nothing to do with Beanie at all. Re Leah, I think she paid her debt to society. I think she was she was canceled. She didn't work for four to five years, which again, it might never be enough. It could never be enough. But honestly, like the girl can't read. She can't. There's not many job <laughs> options for her other yeah. than like getting on stage and singing. So it's like and park and bark, bitch. park and bark. So let her park and bark where she can't hurt anybody. On a Broadway stage, she doesn't need to be on TV. She doesn't need a movie. Like I'm not. I, I mean, though, I do think like she was really great in the Spring Awakening documentary. Like I like lo- great, I love Spring Awakening. Great. She was great. I think she is definitely a princess. I think she was probably like insane as a 17 year like being the most famous 22 year old you know ryan murphy empire i'm sure that made you her absolutely terrible i think everything that everyone says about her is true but do i think that am i ready to give her a second chance and open again i said this earlier in the episode my bar for this if you got it it, like you have to be during the level (laughs) for me to say banish away and i'm not i'm not banishing because i think because I saw her sing live. I went to the Spring Awakening reunion concert. I wrote about it for VF. And then I went to the, the premiere of the movie and she sang <sighs> both, you know, she was, and she's still, God, by golly, she still, she still got it. She's got a voice Listen, on her. Well, the difference between, between Leah and Dorinda is that Leah, I think, did take the time to go to her island yes. and like eat some and humble pie. And have to just pie, sit Dor- for many, many months, years and just be like, oh, everyone hates me. What did I do? Why did yeah. I do this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And maybe she's still terrible. I hope not. I mean, I was talking to someone that they think that she has to be on her best behavior because of what the world knows Good. about her. I hope that's the I hope case. That's the case. Um, I, I, I have heard, you know, actually someone, an uh, uh, amazing f- person who follows me on Instagram messaged me that their partner knows very firsthand some, some craziness of Lee Michelle, which like, who, there's a lot of, I, Stop. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I've heard the things that I've heard, the things that I, I I haven't seen anything. But I will say, when I went to the Spring Awakening premiere party, I did not see her read a goddamn thing. I will say that. Did not read a text <laughs> message. Did not read a menu. Did not read. Didn't. Did not. If I were her, I would run. I would with run it. I would never with read it. A word I would. Again, <laughs> whether she can or not. That is such a great way to get out of having to not ever read again. You just never have to read again if you're Leah Michelle. That's actually incredible. Like she gets to a restaurant. That she's like, "What's your best dish? I can't, <laughs> I can't read the read. menu. I'm sorry, I can't do it." They're like, get the bolognese. She's like, done. done. But I'm ready again and again. I know it's, we're very, we're in, society is intense. We say, you know, one strike and you're out. I'd say she's on two strikes. I'm ready. I want to see her try to swing and hit that last pitch. I'm ready to give her, I'm ready to give her a second chance. And I agree with you, Chris. I think that is, I think we're going to be the winners in the end because we're going to see her actually singing a gorgeous, the music, the music, is music the, that makes the me music dance. that makes me dance. I literally, I, that score is like some of my favorite songs, like, some songs in the world. My dad, maybe this made me gay. My dad's favorite song is People from <laughs> Funny Girl. That's one of his People, favorite songs. I mean, same. My dad is a Barbara Stan. It's like, it's really crazy. Yeah. Huge. Oh, wait, wait. Since since this is like a 
logical next step, I have to ask you another podcast question. Chris Murphy, if the world was ending, you could only save one character, yeah, character actress. actress. So this Who is really save? important, too. And this is actually, I sort of actually got sort of nervous because I feel like everyone has probably been said and like, you know, and there's so many good ones because it's like, who could you, who do you save? But this is one because I want someone, I want a character actress who can do it all. I want someone who can do it all, who can do mm. comedy, drama, who can sing, who can act, who can, and who has proven herself and who has done, who's put in the work. And so I don't know if anyone said that. Well, I don't know. And there are some debates about this, but I would say Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. <gasps> no one has Woo! said Loretta, but that's so I'm good. I'm so happy. Not that it matters if anybody had said her, then they have taste. But I just love, I love her. I mean, original um, Laurel and Dreamgirls, her, her, and the tired is so good. It's literally, pr- it's, pr- it's pitch perfect. It's the best one I've ever heard. It's on YouTube. Go look at it during um, It's All Over. And then like, she's, and then, mm. oh my God, as, as the chief's wife on Grey's Anatomy, she broke Adele, Adele named Adele. She broke my heart. She's so good. She's so fantastic. When she's in the Dreamgirls movie, and she's and she's like uh, the oh, it's just like she can do oh. anything. She can be funny. She can be sad. She can sing. She's such a warm presence, and she is like a tried and true journeyman journey woman feminism uh, actress actor. Come, Come on, on feminism. feminism. So I say Loretta Devine, get into it. I am obsessed with her. I mean, she it's uh, and like the thing about her I think is that she has been working for what 400, 400 years 400 like, years. She needs a Cheryl Lee Ralph moment, honestly. That was I was just going to say. There was um Larry Owens posted a video with Cheryl Lee Ralph where he was doing her line from Sister <laughs> Act 2 and um singing does not put food on the table. Singing and like watching Cheryl Lee Ralph watch him do that and I just uh, want she I think you're right that Loretta needs needs I don't know what the vehicle is, but she, another, an- I mean, she's another, another, another. it's a another. It's not that she hasn't had any. It's another, I love that video. Larry. Exactly. Larry's one of my best friends, Avi. And then, and, Ugh. uh, yes, no, she needs another. Cause it's like, she had a stint on Grey's Anatomy. That was great. And that was really, that was like a prime great. She wasn't, you know, no shade to Grey's Anatomy. But she was in like the real, the meat of it, like four yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. eight, you know, and, or two through eight really is when we were really doing some really mm-hmm. great stuff there. And like, and she's, you know, she's had sitcoms and she's like, she's the, you know, she's like, she's, she's done the work and she's one of those places, people that everyone would be like, oh yeah, you see her face and you're like, oh yeah, I know who that is. But I want people to be like, that's Loretta. That's Miss Loretta Devine to yes, you. Exactly. And put some respect on that name. When I think anyone listening to this now, if you're like, wait, they're, they're all these things that they were talking about, like if you were to Google her, it would, you have the exact reaction that you just described. Oh, oh of, of course. course. Yeah, of oh, course. of course. Oh, of course. But you want, I want, if I had to save one. And again, I thought, you know, I thought about Carrie Preston. We love Carrie. I love me some Carrie Preston from True Blood and the good. Uh, good I don't know why when you were saying all of the things that you require in yours, which was like can do it all, the first person that came, I was like, oh, he's gonna say Tony Collette because she. I was like, I was picturing her because she did what the Wild Party. Like, yeah, she, she did Wild Party theater moment. She is such a funny actress. Lacusa. She's such a. Oh wait, and yeah, exactly. And I also I want to reference another amazing article you wrote for Vanity Fair, which is about all the actors that missed out on roles. And oh I yeah, oh that just happened. This, oh, thanks for uh, reading it. <laughs> oh, so good. I, I bring it up because there was um, the Knives Out two story with mm, um, Kaylee how Cuoco. devastated Kaylee Cuoco was with not getting the, she lost out the the part to Kate Hudson. Yeah, I think Coco that Puffs couldn't book that, which is so sad. And <laughs> so, so sad because she she's hearing, having a moment, and I she, want exactly her. and hearing like that you can be Kaylee Cuoco level and then weep when you don't book something is like that's too stoof it's <laughs> it's too but it's also like kind of like genuinely i'm like oh i'm like oh there are like yeah. stars are just like us i'm like oh it's like it's actually hard out here like it's for everyone like everyone, everyone. has their struggles and like i and it's like ah oh, damn like who would kaylee like, cuoco lose out on a part two it would be kate hudson and i hear it would kate be hudson kate hudson. Is amazing in it um she would have to be i think like i there, i'm so obsessed with the goldie Hawn kate hudson dynasty oh, i think there's no truly. no one better and i think i just that, watched first wives club for like the first time like a few months ago i've never did. seen it and it really was sort of like a life-changing thing which is so silly i know it's so basic no it's not no it's say. not no it's not but it's important it's it. important that you said it because i want to tell you i watched it when i was younger and it was like a, a gay affirming moment for me but then i watched it for the first time in a long time with matt like year two mm. or three of our relationship and it was like a huge moment to see him witness it and mm. it's just it it holds up it holds no up. it really does it's sort of my boyfriend i was the matt in the situation where it's like i was mm. i like my boyfriend was like you actually have to watch this movie and i was like our, it's the one with our, the white pants habits. But we love it. We love. It. I was like, great. They were white. You don't but it's so know much more me. than. Yeah. 
Oh, oh my god, honestly, Diane, what's I she's we save her too. We save yeah, Oh my god. What's you her name? Gave, Annie just, Hall, but not yeah. for that. But we love her. Um because she also was in hair. Diane Keaton. <laughs> Sometimes the white women they get confused in my head. But she is, you know, she was in hair original Broadway and she yeah, we let we Oh, love that's her. a great that would be a good answer too. That would be a good answer too. She's more a leading lady, but still character actress. Oh, I yeah. that's a good answer. Well that's also good... I think her out her style outside of roles makes her a character actress. Oh, a hundred percent. The wackadoodle pantsuits and the hats, like the hats, the ties. It's really truly. it is it's it's a character unto itself. But yes, Tony Collette love love her sad she felt on that staircase so many times that was tough oh, to watch poor thing, <laughs> she, poor she was thing. Good, yeah but she i kept watching for her but she was okay you know. yeah no same same i do want to also reference one more part from that article before we have to say goodbye which is um amanda seafried not booking glinda and wicked so she's been gunning for this part for like her whole like she it's like the most important thing to her like the amount of oh. time she's gone on record saying i want to be glinda and Rick, wicked like mm. you could look at it it's like it's been like years now and she's like and she's like the thing is like girl it's like we like i love you and i actually think she's great and she was at williamstown when i was at williamstown and she's a great voice and she's really nice i she is a, she should win an emmy she could win an emmy this year for the dropout you don't have to talk about glinda anymore you gotta let that go girly i I think it puts us in a tough position because we know that ariana grande is going to sing the absolute if she enunciates then i'm if she does if she enunciates we need a good music director a good one. A I think good Amanda though. Musical. I think Amanda would be funnier. Is it okay to say? I think Amanda. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid that Ariana is not going to put on her actress, her thirteen the musical actress boots, and <laughs> act the part. I need her to. I need her to get back into her her Nickelodeon bag and be an actress, actress, and not do Ariana. I don't want to see Ariana on that screen. I want to see Glinda the motherfucking good witch. Hello. I want it to be bitsy, bitsy spider, bitch. I want it to be (laughs) so... I want it to be high energy, high stakes, even a high pitch speaking voice. It can't be, yeah. It can't be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it can't, honestly. But you know why, actually, I I do agree that I think Amanda would actually knock it out of the park, like, acting-wise. Like, I think it's like that's, like, a no-brainer. But I have a, a huge faith in ariana because she put in she's done so much with kristen Chenoweth. she's loved kristen Chenoweth since she was literally yes. yay high and she's only yay high so you know but she's <laughs> like she's she loves kristen she brought kristen as her the voice like singing person which she could have brought any musical artist in the world and she chose kristen Chenoweth. taste mm-hmm. she there are videos of her you know she's always she's wanted this her whole life in a way honestly kind of similar to amanda and she even did that um she was on kristen's album or she had kristen yes. duet, duet with her on her album i i was on my gym playlist which is crazy i forget what song <laughs> it is but i was like oh ariana has really she's put in the work too she put in the work she, and, and i think she also she takes it seriously she's just like a sarah Bareilles in that she knows the power of Broadway and theater, and she doesn't let it. She doesn't forget that, despite her star dummery. No, and she comes back. She comes back. She'll do the Wicked Anniversary concert and sing. She uh, will. The Wizard and I. She'll she do, will. She will. She'll do her first major song after the major song was a popular featuring Mika. Do you remember I mean, that? I d- I'd forgotten, and now but you can't forget. You can't forget. <laughs> you cannot can. forget. It literally sampled. So she's like, it's in her roots, and it's in her blood. So I have I have, I have full faith that she'll pull it off, but. I will say, I, I think some of her stands think she's going to come in, you know, seven rings, Ariana, and that she's got to leave that at the door. Seven rings? No, no rings. One There's going to be a 17-year-old no pissed girl that said that Ariana didn't do what she what she wanted her to do. And we're going to say, so sorry, she was Glinda the Good Witch, and we are... We got what we needed. We got what we needed. We got what we, we, got what we wanted. We got what we wanted. Even though my sick, twisted thought is that they should switch at intermission. Switch the intermission. <laughs> One they should. Wait, you're saying Cynthia, that Cynthia Riva and Ariana should switch roles? Should switch, should switch roles. One movie, <laughs> one is Glinda, one is Elvaba. The other movie, one is then they switch. I mean, honestly, I, can't because then Ariana will not sing to find gravity, but then she'll get um, um, Fierro, Fierro, Fierro. Like what? <laughs> that's what they want. That's Fia-ra. what they want. Fierro. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen chris murphy before we sign off i have to ask our final question which i did not prep you on chris oh. what is the best whoopi goldberg film oh my god it's crazy because again i okay so oh that's such an actually and that's such an important and wonderful question and i'm sure everyone mm, do i say ghost or do I say sister act two um ooh, 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 ooh. i'm gonna go uh, I I love Sister Act too. I know everybody. Joyful, says joyful. It. 
that's like it just is so and lauren hill is from south orange my town like i like so like we have there i have a personal like and that's one that i saw late like i saw sister act at a normal time but i didn't see sister act until like college sister Act two till college and that was like oh this is like this is how you do a sequel honey though i do think ghost is iconic and she's so great and also i do think some of her clips from the view should count as film just because i agree too actually i think the clip you're th- speaking of is megan mccain's what like one of the timeless times that megan said something and then Whoopi goes okay <laughs> okay yeah that is literally that is cine- that is also cinema that is the clip, that's the clip that i'm thinking of okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, with that in mind, Chris, a perfect answer. I want to thank you so fucking much for coming on. Where can people follow you, Chris? Oh, this is so, so much fun. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. I say I'm probably more active on Twitter, but I'm, I like an Instagram story every once in a while. Um, both are at Chris Stress, like distress or mistress. Um, so yeah, that's my handle for both. And then I like write for a Vanity Fair and do comedy around New York and whatnot. So you can catch me on the page, on the stage, you know, on the page, on the stage, on the stage. and on this. And hopefully we'll be doing a return episode of the podcast. You are oh. such a good guest and I can see why every podcast wants to have you on. And I'm oh, just stop. a fan of all fans. It was my pleasure. It was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.